the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KYCR Golden Valley, a service of Salem Media Group. Streaming globally at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. New international pressure is mounting against Russia over its invasion of Ukraine. Now the International Criminal Court is considering charges against Vladimir Putin as a result of his invasion. The National Archives has released the 1950 census. Here's correspondent Rita Foley. Researchers see it as a gold mine, a snapshot in time. The 1950 census was the first one taken after World War II. The baby boom was underway. The great migration of black residents from the South to cities like Detroit and Chicago was in full swing. The head of the National Genealogical Society calls the 1950 census genealogy heaven. There's information about who was living with whom and where, ages, occupations, salaries, education levels, and more. Go to the National Archives website, and you can see it all for free. And this is SRN News. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue. To do you right, we take time for a barbecue flavor that will blow your mind. Get that Rack Shack attack. There's a ton to explore at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, like the biggest savings around at our half-off deals tab. Click on programs to see your daily lineup, win prizes at the VIP fan club, catch up on your favorite podcasts, and more. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home we provide free in-home delivery so if you're a cpap user and you have medicare staying healthy with new cpap equipment is easy just make this free phone call right now to get started sponsored by specialty medical 800-260-1792-800-260-1792-800-260-1792 that's 800-260-1792 James B. from Maple Grove says, Kaysen did an amazing job. He was quick, thorough, and provided us with high-quality installation. Chris was very helpful through the estimate and delivery process. Thank you, Great Garage Door Company. New double-wide steel doors starting at $13.95. Call 651-486-0000. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. 
The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show. How about a Fresca? Your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. He's a strange doctor. Strange doctor. We finally made it to campus. Welcome back to King Banyan Show, Biz 1440. It's a job Saturday here on the King Banyan Show. Oh, uh, they glad... took our jibs! There we go. It's They take our jerbs. They gave us jerbs this time. 431,000 of them to be exact. Isn't that great? Um, it is great. It's a good number. I, I tell you, I... I Watch the news come in, and I, it, it was hard for me to find audio clips to talk about this this jobs report because everyone was like, oh, 430,000 jobs. Oh, this is this is really – so I – actually, this is going to be um, – we're going to take about an hour to talk through the jobs report, so this is the first hour of the show today. Um, we'll talk about some other economic data as well, inflation still running – really hot right now um um if you look at the at the uh at the core cp uh, the core personal consumption expenditure inflation rate um just don't want you to forget that's currently riding at 5.4 percent that's excluding food and energy costs the stuff that you buy right (laughs) that's up that's up 5.4 percent over the last 12 months uh, up four tenths of percent in the last, up four tenths of percent in February, just down a tick from uh, what had been 0. 0.5, 0. 0.5, 0. 0.5, 0.5. It's still running at a fairly substantial rate. Personal, real personal consumption, uh, uh, excuse me, real disposable personal income, after tax income down two tenths of percent. Again, what's happening is all of that gain that had been there from the stimulus packages of the last year now are being slowly but surely withdrawn from the economy. So in terms of inflation-adjusted dollars and adjusted for tax impact, right, so net of taxes and transfers, this is the last five numbers in terms of the monthly change in disposable personal income. Minus 0.1, minus 0.2, excuse me, minus 0.1, minus 0.1 for October, November. December, minus 0.2. January, minus 0.4, which had some of the weather effect, some of the Omicron effect. But minus 0.2 in February. That's a bit concerning, I think, as you think, as you think about what that economy looks like. So I want to put the 431 in context. I want to put the 3.6 unemployment rate that was announced yesterday in context. Yeah, not everything's great, particularly if you sit, and it's not just by looking at the inflation data. If you look as well at the data on real disposable personal income, hmm, not that great. We'll go through a few others, but let's get to that jobs report because that's, that's you know, I don't know if that's what you came for, but that's what you're going to get. You're going to get it. You're, you're going to get it pretty good here. The household report was Good, not just good, but I would say bonkers good. It was 
a really amazing number. So January, we had a 4% unemployment rate, which when I was a baby economist back in the 1980s, we said 4%. Well, that's full employment. You're going to have a real hard time going below there. 3.8 in February, 3.6 announced yesterday in the, in the jobs report. Okay, the number of people unemployed, I just want you to, un- to get to this. The number of people unemployed and meaning that they've actively looked for work in the last four weeks, I'll cover that in a second, okay, went from 9.7 million in March of 2021 to now below 6 million in March of 22. If you're out there looking for work, chances are you're finding that work. The number of pe- the labor force participation rate went from 61.5% at that time to 62.4%. Yes, back in February of 2020, that number was 63 point, 63.4%. So we're still a full click down, a full percent down from where we were pre-pandemic. But if you follow me using the on Twitter using the hashtag pound KBRS and I think and I encourage you to do that today because I it's I t- tell people you know, when someone says why do you have a bunch of Twitter accounts I said because one of them is basically my notepad for the radio show and that's what be, at Banyan show is it's my notepad and I'm taking notes and people respond to me so I get stuff from I've, I get stuff from Don and Frank. I had old friend Sean pop his head in to say something. Um, I haven't heard from Sean in a couple of years. I hope he's doing well. Uh, uh, we, you know, have had a few people, extra people pop in in the last week or so. But it's basically my notepad of uh, what we're do, what we're seeing there. And one of the things I pointed out, thanks to a piece that was in a newsletter from the Wall Street Journal yesterday after the jobs report. down from February 2020 in terms of labor force participation. So versus pre-pandemic, down 1%. But if I take that group of 25 to 54-year-olds, we're only off one half of 1%. That's the bulk of our labor force. More than 80% of of people 25 to 54-year-olds are participating in the labor force. Let me repeat that. About 81, 82%? About, yeah, well, about 80%, a little bit, right around 80% participate in the labor force, 82% participate in the labor force. Their unemployment rate, by the way, is typically around 2%, 2.5%. A lot of unemployment comes out of the teenage group or, or early 20s, those under age 25. And then, so people have been talking to me about, about, well, what we need is we need those people who retired to unretire. So I dug in a little bit yesterday, took a few moments to actually try to read the labor force participation numbers by age. They're not in the report itself. You have to dig into the databases of, of the Bureau of Labor Statistics. But right on a not season, those data are not seasonally adjusted, so I want to be a little careful about how I present this. But on a not seasonally adjusted basis, if I take the February and twenty, February and March numbers from 2020 and compare them to the February-March numbers of 2022, for the age group 55 to 64, their labor force participation rate appears to me to be the same as it was two years ago. 
That age group is back in the labor force. Now that that was a piece of information that, that caused me to stop and say, okay, so what does that really mean? I'm trying to think through. What does that really mean if, if, it tur- if, if I'm right about that? I think I am. All right. You can, I, I'm just going to tell some, uh, anyone else listening to the show, I'm going to say if you, are, if you are within the sound of my voice, go to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, dig into the database, and you will be able to find not seasonally adjusted, but you'll find not seasonally adjusted data on labor force participation by age group. And there is a, so just do the cut for the ages 55 to 64. So if that labor force participation rate is really, is, is the same as it was before, and it looks like we've got a whole lot of people who are, a lot of people working in that 18 to 24 category, where we're we supposed to get these additional workers? Everyone says we're they're coming back. I think they're actually in that next age group, which I actually didn't take any time to dig into the sixty-five to seventy-four group. I think that might be the group that is actually staying out, and they may not come back. Back in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, and, and or two thousand seven, two thousand eight, I should say, there was also a great resignation. That great resignation was caused by people looking at the at the value of the equity in their own home in 2007, which after a a boom, almost a, a, a mania in house prices, had grown substantially. Stock prices had been buoyed up, not in the, not in any small part, by cheap interest rates from the Fed that would look expensive now, but back then looked fairly cheap. And so everyone looked at their their at their bank accounts, their their brokerage statements, and the and the mortgage, you know, dwindling away to nothing compared to the value of the house, and said, eh, "I think I can be done." And so, and so the joke in two thousand nine two thousand ten was pe- people going back to work because their four hundred one k became a two hundred one k. And if that's true, if that's what in fact happened. Um, and that's what brought labor back into the workforce. We don't have that happening yet this time. There are concerns on the housing market side that perhaps, you know, interest rates have risen fairly substantially, mortgage rates have risen substantially, and you're beginning to see maybe a little bit of a turn in, in prices. It's a little too soon to say. We'll take a look at the. We'll take a look in more of the jobs report in a moment to talk in the next segment to talk about what's going on in the construction sector, but on that side. But if this is right, my question for my question from my first question from the jobs report is this: Where will we get that less one percent labor force participation? Yes, there's a little bit to go in terms of getting ourselves back up in that 25 to 54-year-old group. That's really not that much. It's an add of one-half of 1% of that, of that subgroup of the labor force, which is the bulk of it. It's about, it's about 85, it's about 90 million people. So adding one-half of 1%, well, you can do the math, right? 
it's about there's about three to there might be three to four million people in that age group that that could still come back right but it's not going to be that big a number might be, you know, so maybe maybe there's three million people that could come back. Take a look at the number of people. I'll go back, go back, and give you one more one more fact. Right, the number of people not in the labor force fell by 298 million people. The number of people in the labor force grew by 418 thousand. So I want you to think about that. The unemployment rate fell two per, two tenths of one percent in a month where we added 400 thousand workers to the labor force. You cannot argue that the market is not pulling people into it from before. Job leavers fell by 176,000. Job losers fell by 213,000. The number of people re-entering the workforce is is at is right at about two million. It's the same as it always is. Okay, that's the number of people that ad, added into the back into the workforce. Okay, that number's barely changed. Number of new entrants barely changed. There are no wondering where, where everyone telling me we need these workers to come back in the workforce. My question is, who is it we are talking about? Could be that it's somebody that's already over age sixty-five, and as long as long as the bank account looks good, and as long as uh, there's some additional risk from uh, from infectious diseases because of COVID, not seeing how you're going to get them back. We need to take a break. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Listen to The Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. This is Matt Crowder live at the gas station on 41st Street reporting on those skyrocketing gas prices. Excuse me, miss. Are you buying less gas now because of the high prices? Oh, I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free GetUpside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. Well, does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow. Well, there you have. It. Stop paying full price for gas. Download the free GetUpside app and get real cash back every time you buy gas. This is Matt Crowder, Radio News Network. Download the free GetUpside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SUV for a $5 bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code SUV for a $5 bonus on your first tank. That's code SUV. This is important news. If you have unfiled tax returns, the IRS is shifting gears and ramping up investigations on non-filers this year. If you fail to file your tax returns for a year or more, or you owe back taxes, now's the time to call Optima Tax Relief before the IRS finds you. Optima is America's number one most trusted tax resolution firm, specialized in helping individuals, families, and businesses get right with the IRS. They're experts in the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, a powerful new program that can make resolving 
solving tax issues easier. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, Optima's award-winning team has helped thousands of people protect their paychecks, bank accounts, homes, and businesses by putting their tax problems to rest, resolving over $1 billion in tax debts for their clients. Call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. You think a lot about your family, your friends, your favorite things to do. But you know what you don't think about? Who's your plumber? Hi, I'm Kayla from Champion Plumbing. And it's okay if the only time you think of us is when something happens, like your water heater quits on you. At Champion Plumbing, we can usually install a new water heater same day. Who's your plumber? Don't think, just call. Champion Plumbing, online at championplumbing.net. That's championplumbing.net. iBelieve.com helps women wrestle with the deeper issues of their faith. Drop by for blogs and daily devotionals for women, plus articles on relationships, health and beauty, parenting, and more. At iBelieve.com, a division of Salem Media Group. iBelieve.com. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, the Biz 1440. Thank you for listening today on a job Saturday. Going through that jobs report with you. It was a it's a good report all the way. Hey, think about this one thing. If you're a longtime listener of the King Banyan Show, you will know that uh, I I dig deep into the job openings in a labor turnover survey, known by its acronym JOLTS. Uh Pretty regularly, uh, whenever it comes out. Just compare two numbers for a moment. Number of people unemployed in the United States right now, according in March of 22, so this would have been effectively three weeks, three and a half weeks ago when they did the survey, 5,952,000. Okay, from Jolts in February, the number of job openings. 11 million 270,000 jobs. Meaning that there is close to two job openings for every job that's out there. That's being advertised. Two job openings for every unemployed person that's out there. Now, obviously, obviously that nearly 6 million workers may not live in the same places where the jobs are. They may not have the qualifications for those jobs. They may look at those jobs and say, I don't want that job. Um, There are any number of reasons why those jobs don't match. But we're, I mean, if you, you have to think to yourself. And if you dig deeper into that, into the subcategories, for example, if you look by education right now, if you have, if you have not completed high school, the unemployment rate in March was 5.2%. Uh, percent up nine tenths percent, but that's a fairly small number for co- for high school graduates who never went to college. The unemployment rate is four percent. It was six point six percent a year ago. If you have a bachelor's degree, your unemployment rate is is two percent. It was three point seven percent a year ago. If you have uh, if you have an associate degree or you went to college but didn't get a get a bachelor's degree or didn't get any degree at all, um, 
year unemployment rates actually dropped from 5.8% to 3%. So in some sense, I think that in my, in my doing the math in my head, that feels like a bit of a greater drop there. Uh, but there are plenty of jobs out there. And the question is, where are the jobs coming coming into play? And this is where I wanted to dig into some of the... Uh, some of the information that's in the uh, some of the information that's in the report. Um, so let me let me grab this one first. I was very interested in the following. As I mentioned in the previous segment, the job. First of all, overall, four hundred thirty-one thousand jobs added, uh, according to the payroll survey. We've been doing the household survey up to now. Four hundred twenty-six thousand them in the private sector. Okay. And and 19,000 of those jobs actually occurred within construction. What was interesting to me was the fact that we actually saw a slight decline, 2,600, you know, uh, yeah, 2,600 uh, 2, jobs less in residential building. It's a small step down. It's still up versus March 21, which is already a good good time in the housing sector. It's gotten even better, but it came off just a little bit during that t- during that time. And interestingly, if I looked at specialty trade contractors, the plumbers, the the sheet rockers, all those guys, um, those jobs are actually up. Those jobs are actually up uh, ten thousand jobs on the residential side. So my guess is that while perhaps we saw maybe a slight fade in the in doing additional buildings, people are still investing in their homes. The, I, that would indicate that the, that side is doing okay. If I look at non-residential, uh, non-residential building was up 2,600 jobs. Heavy and civil engineering construction was up 5,000 jobs, and there's about a million of those in the U.S. Uh, and then uh, on non-residential specialty trade contractors, that was up a somewhat smaller 3,700 jobs off a base of 2.6 million. So those numbers are those numbers were not not so large but particularly for for central Minnesota if it if it had not been for a strong construction sector our economic growth our in terms of our job growth in in our own community would have been fairly anemic. It's actually provided quite a boost. The combination of of interest rates going higher House prices going higher. You're seeing reports out there that would indicate that perhaps the housing sector, the housing sector is, not, if not rolling over, at least slowing down in terms of its growth rate. Still strong. Okay, I don't want to say the housing sector's collapsed. We're nowhere near that point, but it feels like we've sort of hit the top of that. We're, we're, it, it looks like it could be the top of that curve coming up sometime soon, so want to be a little want to be, be a little sure about how how that works. All right, so so elsewhere in that that jobs report, uh, as I look in there, mining and logging up three thousand. So particularly in the oil sector, that actually fell by a little bit um, as well. Uh, manufacturing up thirty eight thousand jobs, uh, biggest gainers there. Our transportation equipment, not not a surprise. If I look over at uh, non-durable goods, that's up sixteen thousand jobs. Uh, uh, non-durable non-durable goods manufacturing up six thousand jobs, and uh, 
the big number on that side happened to be in chemicals, which was up uh, 7,200 jobs as well. Uh, sliding down, uh, uh, the places you would have expected there to be significant gains are there. So I'll just roll down to look at uh, leisure and hospitality. I have to roll through a lot of things to get to where I went. Up 112,000 jobs again. Just as a reminder, a year ago there were 13, 13,400,000 jobs, now 15,500,000. That's a significant gain. That's a significant gain, almost 17% in the last year. Within that particular sector, places that gained was, of course, in, in food services, up 61,000. That's 61 of that 112, even though, in the, but accommodations up 25,000 jobs. Okay, so hotels. Hotels were adding back people. Amusements, uh, uh, amusement, gambling, and recreation sector up 16,000 jobs. Museums up 2,500 jobs. There's, there's less than 200,000 jobs in that whole industry across the United States uh, uh, and so forth. So that entire range has done very well. The other place I typically want to look at to see how things are going is looking at temporary help services. Some people... Uh, some, some, some businesses are still going to want to hire temporary workers while they try to figure out what it is they want to do, and that's usually, to me, a leading indicator of how the economy is doing. That still rose by a healthy five thousand jobs. There's about three million in that sector. I'm trying to give you those numbers to give you a feel for the magnitudes and whether or not five thousand is a big number or a small number. So, to place it in context, there's about three. There's about 3.1, 3.2 million workers in that area, and they added another. They added about another 5,000 workers to that that particular area. So it's a number that I keep track of. Keep track of in that space. Uh, retail trade up 49,000 jobs again. Uh, particularly, particularly if I look at uh, 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 the at places like a Sam's or a uh, Wall or a Sam's Club, a Costco or something like that. They added almost one percent more jobs in the month of March, uh, and uh, and even the uh, even the non-store retailers, which is you think of that as being chiefly uh, Amazon within that, uh, was up another twenty-four hundred jobs. The retail sector is still continuing to do very very strong strong growth there. So if I go through the entire jobs report, I I look at what what I'm seeing in here. Is that is that we've added jobs? Perhaps the one piece that you might you might look at uh, that could have been negative was the fact that hours worked fell by a little bit. That could be a sign, and we talked about this last week from the St. Cloud uh, quarterly business report that we we co-author here up in the that I co-author here up at St. Cloud State. Is the uh, is that that number? We got reports from our local businesses that they were saying it was a little bit easier to find workers uh, when we surveyed them in February than it had been three months prior, which I thought was interesting, and I wondered about that. But when I see hours work begin to fall, one reason why hours work could fall is because you're giving less in overtime pay because you actually have more workers on the shop floor now. So that number may have gone up. But, and I want, I'll come back, we're going to talk about this more in the, in the next segment, Wages are going up fairly substantially. So if I look at the average weekly earnings of workers right now over year over year, that number is up by 4.6%. 
That's that is in the range. People's weekly wages are go are up about four to six percent from a year ago, and it's been in that area over the past six months. Um, pretty steady in that space. So, think about what I said at the top of the hour. We said inflation's going core CP core personal consumption expenditure numbers going up like five percent or so. Well, if uh, if we're four point six percent in wages, what's happening to real wages? They're falling, right? If the nominal wage goes up less than the inflation rate, then your real after inflation income has actually fallen in this last period. And so when people say, oh, we can't find workers, it's like, well, in terms of what you're offering them relative to them having leisure activity, they're, you're actually giving them a little bit less than you offered them six months ago. We'll talk about that more right after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz, 1440. It's a big job just getting by with nine kids and a wife. But I've been working. Everyone has important numbers a phone number, a year you were born, even your anniversary. At Appliance Renew, giving our customers savings up to 50% off is one of our important numbers. Hey, it's Michael, owner of Appliance Renew. We sell brand new scratch and ding name brand appliances. Our inventory of over 250 appliances changes weekly. I put all appliances through a 20-point inspection, checking that all components, belts, and lines are running at peak performance. Appliance Renew is locally owned and operated in beautiful downtown Farmington. Visit ApplianceRenew.com or give me a call at 612-564-9207. It's worth the trip to downtown Farmington in the South Metro for savings up to 50% off brand new scratch and ding appliances. Saving money is worth the drive when a little ding doesn't mean a thing at Appliance Renew. Unless you've visited our studios, you probably haven't seen how clean they are. But I assure you, you can hear it. Hey, I'm Trevor Kay, checking in on behalf of Forever Cleaning. Tasha and the team at Forever Cleaning are a big part of why we sound so fantastic on air. I mean, have you ever heard a dusty microphone? Not here, you haven't. It sounds something like this. No good, right? But Forever Cleaning's attention to detail goes beyond the studios and this microphone. Our break room is clean and inviting, the office areas are orderly and organized, and the bathrooms, they're always spotless. If you need Forever Cleaning's expert care in your office or store, or you just want to make certain your mic sounds as good as mine, reach out to Tasha and her expert team today at forevercleaning.com. That's the number 4, EVRcleaning.com. Or call 763-807-9817 to schedule your free walkthrough and quote. Remember, Forever Cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. We wanted a four-wheel drive SUV, so we just stopped at Invergrove Hyundai, and we liked what we see. And obviously, the same day, even, I bought one. Hi, this is Gary in Maplewood, and that started the relationship with uh, Invergrove Hyundai, and I'm on my third Hyundai since. I've bought at least 20 new cars, and in all the dealerships that I've dealt with, I've never felt more at home and appreciated than I have with Invergrove Hyundai. I would just say that anybody looking for a vehicle 
give uh, Invergrove Hyundai a shot at it. Uh, you'll be happy you did. I would more than highly recommend Invergrove Hyundai. I'm a partner of theirs forever, just for the way I was treated at, uh, at their dealership. I, I just can't say enough. Every new Hyundai, like the 2022 Santa Fe, comes with America's best warranty, 10-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain and Hyundai Assurance. Check out their new inventory arriving daily at InvergroveHyundai.com. Welcome back, King Vanga Show. You had to get the themes of the song. I had couldn't talk over it. Listen to more. Yes, we are here on a job Saturday, King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. Thank you for spending some time with us this morning as we talk through a, an excellent, excellent jobs report. Um, worth remembering in this jobs report, to be sure, uh, that you had revisions to the jobs report. We typically try to talk about that because people will take a look at a 431 number. And I'm like, yeah, 431 is actually a pretty good number. It actually, it actually was, was act, actually, I thought, a, 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 a very good number. Um, and, uh, and so it's kind of hard to get uh, much, much better than that. I thought, uh, but uh, part of the reason, but people were expecting a number closer to 500,000. So 431, I kept hearing slight miss and I'm like, what's the revision? What's the revision? I, it, as people know, if you've done me, done this show with me before, I see only time I have morning TV on in my house is the jobs report. Okay. 29 or 30 month, days of the month, say February, it's off in the morning. We do not have a TV on at all in the house. Um, in fact, we typically don't have a TV on in the house until after eight o'clock at night. Um, but but that ten minutes, ten to fifteen minutes, ap- uh, uh, you know, uh, right at seven thirty Central Time, I've got it on, and I want to hear what people have to say. It's like, what are the revisions? What are the revisions? The revisions were in January revised up by an additional twenty three thousand from four eighty one to five hundred four. And a change in February was revised up by 72,000 jobs from 678,000 to 750,000. So if you put those numbers together, so 431, which you can well guess is going to get it revised up, 504 and 750, you're getting job growth more than, more than 550 a month. That's really a substantial number. I don't think it's 600. I didn't, I'm doing the math in my head, so, so I'm dangerous when I do math in my head. But that's a pretty, that's a pretty big number. That, it's a pretty, that's a substantial number to think about. So as, as you try to think through how many jobs that is, you know, I would just say you're going to see people starting to hit limits. One evidence of the limits is that you're seeing higher wages. So if I look at the data, we talked about leisure and hospitality, adding you know an, you know another 112,000 jobs in that sector. If I take a look just at uh, wages, average hourly earnings in that sector, 
rose by more than 1% in the month, went from $19.45 in February to $19.68 in March. Okay, so that's a gain of 23 cents just in one month. Uh, versus a year ago, average average hourly earnings in that sector were seventeen dollars and sixty cents. So you've added more than two dollars to that wage in the last year. That's right. So it's more. It's about eleven percent growth in wages in that sector. Um, uh, yesterday on Bloomberg, Rick Reeder, who's the chief investment officer at BlackRock, had this to say about the jobs report. Play cut number five, please. You know, what people have to start factoring in is there's just not enough people to come back into the workforce. So I was looking at the data this morning. There's 1.6 million people who are not in the workforce who were, if you go back a couple of years, when we were pretty close to full employment. And you've had this, what is that, that number, you've had about that number that have retired. So to bring people back in, it's going to be hard to see 500,000 jobs uh, in any of these subsequent months. That's right. It's going to be just... I don't expect this number is going to grow that fast in, in, in the rest of this spurt we've had January, February, March can't continue. There are simply not the bodies there. Can you get those people who have retired to come back in the workforce? Yeah, you can. One of two things is going to happen. The one thing that could happen, one thing that could happen is they simply we simply offer them something that they go like, yeah, I think I would come back for that. That could be much higher wages. It could be, you know, flex hiring, giving giving uh, giving your employees the flexibility to work uh, more hours uh, from home than they do otherwise. Uh, businesses that aren't catching on to that, I think, are losing losing workers, uh, and so that's that's a concern. Um, this is um I, remember, I I forgot to write down his first name is this uh I forget the fir- the first name from the American Staffing Association his name is Walquist uh, and I want to say it's Richard Walquist but I'm not positive about that um I'll look him up I'll look him up during this segment to be sure I get get the name right uh for him but uh but uh go, please go ahead and play cut number 2 please um uh, Daniel I think the most important indicator right now for continued demand in the labor market is going to be corporate profits. And if uh, corporate profits continue to grow, uh, demand will continue to grow for uh, for labor. Uh, we're watching very carefully uh, what the consumer price index uh, numbers look like relative to wage increases across the board. But what we continue to see is that uh, we've got way more job openings in America, some 11 million jobs that can't be filled, can't be filled easily. We've got labor supply imbalances. And, uh, you know, one of the ways that employers are attracting talent is with wages. So wages have gone up, and we see that they're continuing to go up. But for them to continue to go up, I mean, when he says he's looking at profits, that includes the profits of the businesses that are doing the hiring. So the one thing that can happen, right, is you could offer them higher wages. The other thing that could happen, of course, is they decide to come back in the workforce because we get a replay of 2008 with a large drop in equity prices and asset prices. And those people who are tired now look at their portfolio and say, you know what, I can't afford to not bring in some income from labor into the household. And so they would come back to the market. But at that point, these wage increases can't continue. Businesses are not going to have all the job openings that are out there. 
So it's kind of a real question. I you know so within that answer that we got from uh, we got from uh, and it is Richard Walchrist, who is from the American Staffing Association. What what Richard is saying is yeah, you need to keep an eye on profits, but somehow in order for wages, if wages do not keep up with profits and you correlate profits with the prices you can charge, which is seen to me he's doing, then what you're saying is is you're going to improve labor force participation while real wages are falling. That's not what we teach in an economics class. Might, who knows? Maybe, we're, maybe we, we who teach in the economics classes are wrong. But the way I learned it is, if you actually, if unless you somehow don't understand the impact of inflation on your pay, you don't react to a five percent wage increase by offering to work more hours when prices are going up by seven percent. Right? You're not going to be motivated by it because, frankly, you're going to look at the boss and say that's just not enough of a raise to let me continue to be able to afford my grocery bill, afford my apartment, afford afford uh, gas in the car. Uh, Walquist goes on. This again. This is from Bloomberg. Uh, Bloomberg. You would have heard here on the Biz fourteen forty just just yesterday. This is cut number three. And I'll tell you, uh, we have never had more robust demand to fill permanent seats. Now, having a flexible workforce is an essential strategy. So there's also a lot of demand for temporary and uh, and contract labor. But uh, we see very robust uh, demand across uh, all segments, and uh, we're expecting that that will continue. So at the point, in this particular point, the market sort of believes that we're going to have, you know, continued robust growth. But... Let's go back to what we what we just said a moment ago. What uh, what uh, Rick Reeder said. Where are the for us to have robust growth? We're going to have to either add find a way to add more labor, or we're going to have to become a whole lot more productive. Because that's the part of growth that actually is non inflationary is the the productivity part, um, and and that. That he doesn't seem to have too much focus on there. Let's play. Let's play one more cut. This is Richard Wolquist yesterday on uh, Bloomberg Radio here on on the Biz fourteen forty. Cut number four. But if you look at the BLS reports over the last several months, you'll see that at its at its peak, it may have been as high as thirty percent of people were working remotely. According to this morning's data, it's down to ten percent. That might be true, but you wonder whether or not, and I'm interested, here's the interest part, and you call it, 651-289-4477. I wonder what you think of this. Is that decline in the amount of remote work actually bad or good? But re- remember, in the BLS report, remote work means you don't ever go to the office. It does not pick up the high, the, the flexible patterns where you're, 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 in the office two or three days a week and working from home two or three days a week. That it's not picking up at all. All right? So the question here is which, which, is, which of these things is going on? If you're trying to add workers back in, into the labor force, which seems to be where we are, 3.6% unemployment rate tells me we've sort, we've, we're just about to hit a speed limit here. Uh, and the amount of labor that we're going to add to the market is going to get throttled back because you simply don't have the people. That question to me is is the key question. Can you do it with higher wages? Maybe, but that 
that's going to be hard to do in a period where it looks like the Fed's going to want to increase rates more and more and more uh, and faster. Uh, and if you can't do that and you're not becoming more productive, how do those workers actually come back? You don't think they do. We'll be back after this. You are listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. The Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. Matt S. in Circle Pine says, Jake was our installer and he did an excellent job. We were very pleased with the process from start to finish. He was very knowledgeable and I would definitely recommend him and Great Garage Door to everyone. New double-wide steel doors starting at $13.95. Call 763-767-3000. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. Ouch! Well, by wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor, or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers. If you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, call now and learn how a CGM can help you. Painless. No more pricking my finger. No finger pricks. Convenience. They delivered it free and they took care of all the paperwork. You can reduce Reduce pain right away. Plus, it's accurate, easy to use, and helps you spend more time in range. And if you have insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now and get free shipping of your new CGM. Plus, we'll bill your insurance for you. 800-457-9220. 800-457-9220. That's 800-457-9220. Every day. The men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today, or wherever our country needs us tomorrow. We always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all. The few, the proud, the Marines. Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. Sightseeing in Ferris, at the Mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to The Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. King Banyan Show, The Biz 1440. So am I ne- negative about where we're going going forward? No, I'm not. 
I'm just so what I, when I've said in at the end of the last segment that only, you can't expect five hundred thousand new jobs to be the norm. Okay, so when this thing slows down to two hundred to two fifty, right? I do not want to hear from my smart set that listen to the King Banyan show any kind of complaining about about oh this this terrible recovery this administration it's screwing up it's not you're picking all the low hanging fruit okay so of course you can gather a lot early on as it gets later in the day and the low hanging fruit's all been picked all of the remaining jobs to be brought into the market are going to be a little bit harder to bring back bring back but that doesn't mean anything horrible is going on there for the very same reason i I re- did not even post yesterday at pound KBRS our Twitter our Twitter hashtag uh, for uh, notes about the show. I didn't even post about the ISM manufacturing report, which I heard a lot of um, honestly a lot of I thought stupid kvetching about um, in among the usually pretty literate economic literati uh, 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 literati that uh, post on such things. You're in a phase where, where manufacturers are having a hard time getting inputs, which is becoming only harder thanks to uh, uh, what appears to be a series of rolling shutdowns throughout uh, Southeast Asia, particularly in China, uh, thanks to a, a new COVID outbreak out there. Um, so you are seeing you are, but you're, what this report has, if you dig into it, uh, ISM, the Institute for Supply Management, says. The U.S. manufacturing sector remains in a demand-driven, supply-chain-constrained environment. In March, progress was made to solve the labor shortage problems at all tiers of the supply chain. Important, right? We, we just talked about the last segment. Which will result in improved factory throughput and supplier deliveries. As for the drop in new orders, which pulls that whole index down, ISM said, quote, Price instability, softening lead times, and panelist order books being full resulted in a pause in new order rates. Backlog and customer inventories remain at very encouraging levels, indicating that demand remains strong in spite of this month's slowing in new order expansion. Businesses are not getting new orders because they know that that business is all backed up, so they're waiting to get new orders in. As they get word that we're actually being able to hire additional workers, as they get word that that other pieces of the supply chain are actually getting better rather than worse, that delivery times are beginning to get back to normal, you could see all of those or, all of those new orders come back fairly quickly. I think people read more into the number than it, than it deserved. Okay, the one thing that I am paying attention to. And I'm watching it actually like a hawk, and not because I need I need to buy a new house, but I'm watching mortgage rates. The 30-year mortgage rate, okay, is now at 4.8%. Okay, so refinances gone, according to the Mortgage Back Mortgage Bankers Association, 14.9% down this past week, 14.4% down the previous week. Those numbers are down. Purchases are still there, but that's because people who have been waiting to make a decision on a house have seen those rising rates, and they're like, and they're thinking, oh, and if I listen to what's going on in financial markets, more rate increases are coming. I better move now. Um, and, 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 but still, 
new home purchases are off 10% year over year with good reason. As rates rise, some people who qualified to take mortgages are now being pulled back off the market, right? Because of that. Um, and they're now seeing actually the return of the adjustable rate mortgage. There are people who are taking, by the way, I, this is not a suggestion. I'm not qualified to give you advice on things. I'm just going to say, I did talk to somebody in the last week who said to me, would you take an adjustable rate mortgage? And I looked at him and I said, that's a serious question. And I said, well, yeah, I mean, rates have gone up. I mean, they could go back down to three. I said, yeah, and and I could dunk a basketball next week too. Uh, so I don't actually think at my age I'm going to be able to jump higher than I did 35, 40 years ago. I couldn't dunk a basketball in my 20s. I doubt I can do so now. Um, so unless I, unless I had the, kid, the, the, the kid's hoop, right? But I would say I don't see how, um, I don't see how, and indeed, uh, according to Redfin, um, which, is, which, is a, which is a housing market uh, newsletter, the market still feels hot, but a slowdown in online searches, home tours, and mortgage applications suggests more buyers are getting priced out. I think that is indeed what's happening. And so what I'm looking for in the next couple of jobs reports, I'm going to focus like a laser on that construction employment number because for me that might be a leading indicator of, of when the changes that are happening in financial markets begin to bite into the real sector of the economy. I think that's coming up. So jobs report, great. This morning signs, sure there are. Okay, don't expect 500,000 jobs a month, but uh, it, I think it's still full speed ahead. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the King Banya Show on The Biz 1440. The power of the Christian education is that our children can make their decisions and their sound decisions, and it just makes them better adults. Hi, I'm Jeff. Hi, I'm Trish. And we're from Oakdale. Jeff and Trish use the half-off tuition program for both of their sons' Christian education. That's half price for the first year of tuition at participating Twin Cities schools. The half-off tuition program was better than we could have ever imagined for our family. Details at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Well, in this day and age, we all want to make sure we're getting the most bang for our buck. We're watching our dollars. We're watching what we're spending. We want to be good stewards with what we've been given. And having that inside edge or that relationship can really make a difference. And doing business with people who are like-minded is another big part of that, too. Hey, it's Lee Michaels here for United Faith Mortgage. And you have an inside track to a direct lender that can help you get the best deal possible. It's their special sauce, so to speak. Their team is lucky to be part of a bigger arm whose company is a direct lender, which means... Their company gets to use their own money to make their own decisions within their own walls. That means no middleman, which is a huge advantage and often allows you to get a better rate, which saves you monthly and lifelong money. Right now, United Faith Mortgage is doing something very cool. For any new home purchase, United Faith Mortgage will now be paying $1,000 for your closing costs, as well as no out-of-pocket funds for appraisal fees. That's a great deal. So visit them online at unitedfaithmortgage.com. United Mortgage Corp, Melville, New York. NMLS number 1330. Ryan Vreck, NMLS number 65233. Got inflation? Not at PJ's Appliance Outlet. Every day your dollar will buy 40 to 70% more at PJ's Appliance. Hi, this is PJ. We take great pride in separating ourselves from those overpriced big box stores. How? By simply providing over-the-top customer service and great quality products at unbeatable prices. 
PJ's Appliance Outlet has quickly become the trusted go-to store for brand new scratch and dent appliances. You'll save hundreds, even thousands of dollars on brand new name brand refrigerators, ovens, washers and dryers and dishwashers from trusted brands like LG, Electrolux, Whirlpool, Frigidaire and many more. We're also the exclusive dealer for the Ilve handmade Italian stoves that you see on the DIY TV shows. Don't pay inflated prices for name brand appliances. Take the short drive to save big, big dollars at PJ's Appliance Outlet. Visit our easy-to-get-to Plymouth showroom today or find us online at pjsapplianceoutlet.com. That's pjsapplianceoutlet.com, where every deal is a steal. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue. Pick it up or take it out, rackshacktogo.com or rackshackdelivery.com. It's so easy. Hey, you've been working hard. Half the staff is gone and your crew needs a lift. Go to rackshacktogo.com for pickup or rackshackdelivery.com and we'll bring it out to you. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue. Your exclusive three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.